0: Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com/sme today. Again, agorapulse.com/sme.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media.
2: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host today is Kim Reynolds, and this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you expert opinions about the relevant social media news you need to know about and how it impacts you. On today's show, we're going to explore the founders of Instagram leaving Facebook and a few other interesting Instagram tidbits, as well as the Oculus VR updates from from Facebook. And our special guests are going to be Tyler J. McCall and Kathy Hackle. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this, we'd love for you to hit share however way you are able to do that and let somebody else know about this show right now. Before we get into the show, I want to say... This show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2019. Join 7,000 fellow marketers at the mega conference designed to inspire and empower you. Social Media Marketing World 2019. Now, if you already know that you can't travel and join us next time live at the conference, go the route of the virtual ticket. You'll get the recordings from all the sessions. You'll get the workshops, the keynotes. All of the things presented at the conference, and you get access to all 17 tracks. That's Facebook ads, video creation, messenger bots, live video, and more. Just go to social media, sorry, smmw19.com. I am so used to saying that other URL for all the other live stuff we do. smmw19.com. We've heard a lot of you who, again, you're just like, I want to be there. I can't be there. You can still be there. You can be there in virtual presence. Go to SMMW19. Grab your virtual ticket. All right, right up at the top of the show before we have our guests for our main segments come on, we've got some high-level stuff that we want to bring up to you real quick here. So, Kim, you've got this first one.
3: I do. Okay. So Facebook has announced the global launch of premieres. If you remember, we talked about premieres a little while ago. It's where you can pre-record a video to basically premiere your live video and it appears as a live video. Um, They've also rolled out video polls in live videos and the top fan badges um, for groups. So if you have your page set to the video template, you can activate this top fans badge and the people that interact most with your page and your videos, any of your posts, will get a little badge next to them. And it's a great way to recognize and maybe give some special attention to those people that are your top fans.
2: That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I, like, I think so. You know, being called out and being noticed. So I think a lot of people are going to like this. Uh, next so. up. Next up, uh, YouTube has been adding new video advertising options. These options are basically to make video ads more actionable. YouTube's adding, adding the extensions to video ads like the ones seen in Google search ads, which make it possible for customers to do things like find movie times, download an app, book a trip, directly from the ad itself. They're also helping marketers drive measurable results at every stage of the customer journey by... Sending brand lift surveys throughout the duration of these campaigns based on two new metrics that are available, lifted users, which is the number of people who were influenced by the ad, and cost per lifted user to make it easier for advertisers to optimize their campaigns effectiveness and cost efficiency. That is interesting.
3: Well, this, that's super excellent. I love those little extensions where you can do things from the ads. Actually, um, take action from the ads. Like so a, that's
2: yeah, it's like a call to action on steroids.
3: Yeah, exactly. Very good. So the next little bit of news here is Twitter is has announced that its in-stream video ads are now available to publishers' audiences worldwide. Prior, they were only limited to their home markets. So advertisers can now monetize their entire global audience on Twitter.
2: Very cool. Awesome. So those are some of the stories we may get into more deeply in upcoming episodes. But we thought, you know what? You guys need to know about this stuff. So as we are waiting for our first guest to pop on, who's already here, speak of the devil. Hi, Tyler. Welcome. (laughs) Hi there. So Tyler, this is your first time on the show. Welcome to the show. (laughs) I <laughs> lost your video real quick. We'll be yep. back in a second. Oh, there, <laughs> there you are. Awesome. Let me tell you guys who Tyler is. Tyler is an Instagram marketing expert. And, and, and just to be personal here, like I watch what he's doing. And I'm like, geez, I wish I could do what you're doing, how you're doing it. Yeah. You're doing a great job. So yeah, um, what he does is he, he helps entrepreneurs make more money and more impact with Instagram. And he teaches people how to grow their business by turning their Instagram followers into raving fans. We're all about that here. And mm-hmm. he's the follower. He's the founder, I shouldn't say, of follower to fan society a multiple six-figure membership community that teaches marketing strategies and he's going to be a speaker at smmw 2019 yes, so yes. really looking forward to meeting you in person at social media marketing yeah. world
0: meet you i'm excited to be there it'll be my first time
2: yeah so so first time there first time here welcome to the show so glad to finally have you on i know you were on vacation for a while we'd wanted you to be on but you were like i am too busy i gotta take a break (laughs) and rightfully so you earned it so thank you where where were you when you heard that the instagram founders were leaving facebook right i know um i I was in california
0: somewhere driving through california (laughs) somewhere that was our long trip um Yeah, it was big news, right? It was really exciting. I don't know. I thought I thought it was kind of exciting for them.
2: Yeah, so it it is exciting (laughs) for them. So let's let's break this down a little bit. Let's get into the let's let's basically spill out the facts here about this, and then let's break it down, start to analyze a little bit. So basically, uh, Instagram was bought by Facebook back in 2010, right? Or 2012? It's one of the. It's 2012. I think 12. Yeah. 2012. Yeah, and uh, so six years ago, they've been around for six years. Uh, Instagram has been around longer than that, duh. But um, the CEO, Kevin Sistrom and the chief uh, technical officer, Mike Krieger, um, it was announced that they resigned and they're planning to leave Facebook uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, maybe by now, the, the time people are hearing this, they're already gone. I don't know. But yeah. uh, there wasn't a lot of a reason necessarily given for why they were leaving. And a lot of people are trying to, to you know, pick apart and read between the lines on that other than just to say that they said they're now ready for their next chapter so I, I, tyler and even kim what what was your reaction to this like one were you surprised by this
0: no no i wasn't surprised at all no no I- <laughs> no it's not surprising no I feel like like Facebook hasn't really been able to keep the founders on board as long as they had like, like the WhatsApp founder just left earlier this year as well. Like, I think they get in there and then, you know, Zuckerberg and his team slash minions, whatever they may be, are like starting to pull all the puppet strings and then people are just, you know. They got to go. They can't stick yeah. around.
3: <laughs> well, plus, plus, they're entrepreneurs. I mean, that's what they do. They create. And they created something. It was a huge success. And now they are looking forward to their next challenge. And I think that that's exciting. If I created something like Instagram and it was bought by Facebook, I would be like gnawing at the bit to get my next thing going.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think they're onto something, right? I mean, when Facebook acquired them, they had like 30 million users. And now they have over a billion. So I mean, they know how to build a platform and how to create a tool that solves a really simple problem. But on this, like, you know, um, Kevin sister says, like, we create simple tools to solve universal problems. And that's what they do. So I'm really excited to see what they create next. I think it's yeah. incredible.
2: Yeah. I, when I saw the news, I won, I thought, oh, this is this is a big deal, and then as I started to think about it, I'm like, "Wait, there? Why are they still there?" It's you know, typically, don't you like get bought by somebody, stick around for like a year, maybe or two, and then you go do your next thing? So, I don't know. I was I was kind of surprised by that. That was actually we had a tweet chat about this earlier this week hashtag SME chat and um, a lot of people said I didn't know they were still there. That was kind of the consensus Mm. thought there. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I think the one thing that is a little concerning from the Instagram marketing perspective is it, it, it does worry me a little bit. With them gone, and now with Marnie, uh, what is it, Marnie Levin or Levine gone from? Because she left Instagram a few weeks ago as well. Mm. Now there's kind, of, there's really no buffer between uh, Zuckerberg and Instagram, right? So I feel like we, it was nice for a while because we had that little bit of that cushion with uh, with Kevin and Mike still there, like protecting the concept of Instagram. But with them gone, it will be interesting to see how much. How Facebooky Instagram continues to get over the next few years?
2: Yeah, yeah, especially. Uh, let's see. It was earlier this week then that the Adam Musari, uh, Musari, I should say, um, took over as the CEO, and he used to be the head of the news feed for Facebook. Which I think that's the last thing anybody who loves Instagram wants to hear, right?
0: Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think the news, I mean, the newsfeed on Instagram is, it's dying a slow and painful death. I mean, I think there's no other way to look at it. Stories are the most popular platform within Instagram now. And, you know, Facebook has been putting out new stats over the past few weeks, business stats related to Instagram, and they're all about stories and how people are making purchasing decisions based on stories. And it's ridiculous, like the amount of people that are now responding to stories that are making purchases directly from stories or because of stories. Um, yeah. So I know I feel like the the feed and Instagram is not, it's not going to be as popular a year from now as it is now. And it's not as popular now as it was a year ago either.
2: Yeah, Uh, one of the other things that I remember that came up, uh, that surfaced in that tweet chat earlier this week about this topic was that we asked this question. You know, where are you spending the most time in Instagram? And out of all the things, whether it was IGTV or Instagram Live or the the newsfeed, it unanimously, ninety percent at least was like stories. Instagram Mm -hmm. Stories was where it was at, and I thought, wow, like they really did. Like in hindsight, yeah, Facebook really did create their own Snapchat.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
2: So,
3: but better,
0: but better. (laughs) Right. I know. But yeah, but people actually like more people actually use it. And
3: (laughs) because face uh, Instagram is so much more intuitive. Like I still struggle to figure out all the swiping and stuff to get going on Snapchat, but Instagram is just so intuitive and so easy to use. And it's shocking how many people like I have the most boring stories in the world. And it's shocking how many people actually watch them. (laughs) <laughs> and like, wow. that's just a lot of you have to tower that platform,
0: yeah. yeah, and I think you know Snapchat always lacked discoverability, which Instagram is Instagram of any platform does that the best like it is it is the easiest platform to find potential followers, customers, clients uh leads, whatever it may be on Instagram, and Snapchat never had that the fact that you had to use other platforms to drive traffic to Snapchat never made sense to me from a marketing perspective, so Yay, Instagram Stories!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, were you ever a Snapchat user at all? It's so funny.
0: I uh, started getting active on Snapchat summer of 2016. I was like working on my Snapchat strategy. That was the summer that Wow Air did this really cool, um, uh, which the Icelandic airline did. They did this really cool Snap Traveler campaign. They had like influencers oh, take over their Snapchat for the summer, and I was like, I'm going to do that next year. And then Instagram Stories came out in August. And at first I hated it because I was so bothered because I was going to do the Snapchat thing. But then I was like, oh, wait, this is a lot more fun and a lot easier anyway. So I just deleted Snapchat and, <laughs>
2: and got <laughs> on it's stories. And, like
0: that. Yeah, yeah. And like that's the stories are the, the place where I show up every single day now.
2: Um, you said something earlier about, you know, people. One of the things that people have been wondering since this announcement is how much more like Facebook Instagram is going to become. We're, we're afraid, again, uh, Adam Usari, being head of the news feed over at Facebook, now being head of Instagram or being CEO of Instagram and you know us being like, wait, we already don't necessarily... A lot of people, I should say, I don't have a problem with it, but a lot of people are like, I have a problem with the news feed on, or the post feed or whatever you want to call it on Instagram. We don't want it to go the, the way of Facebook, although it kind of already has been, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had this idea that like, wait a second, Instagram has really differentiated itself from Facebook. It's felt it hasn't really felt like it feels like it's not Facebook, right? Like it's, they've really been careful to not just say duplicate all the Facebook features over on Instagram. And I made this comparison. It's like Facebook's smart to the idea that like, we don't want you to use Snapchat, but you're not going to come use Facebook. So instead, we're going to give you this other thing. It's almost like Facebook is Coke and they're like, oh, you don't want a, a, car- a carbonated, you know, caramel color colored beverage. We've got this other one over here for you. It's called Sprite. And so Instagram's almost like Facebook Sprite in a way, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I totally get that. And I, I wonder, like, I I think the biggest thing we'll start to see from a user perspective, I think we're just going to start seeing more ads and more paid traffic, which we're already yeah. seeing that. Um Because I think that may have been something that, you know, Instagram was still kind of controlling their own destiny as far as paid traffic goes on the platform. But now, I feel like this is just going to mean more sharing and intermingling between Facebook and Instagram now. So there'll be more of the Facebook type of advertising happening on Instagram. I assume that will happen. Um and, you know, I see, like the introduction story ads on Facebook. Um, I think Facebook is seeing the value in those kind of really short, easy to create uh, ads that don't require as much strategy, maybe, as the full blown ad in the feed. So I think we may see more of that as well. It's interesting. I know one thing we have to talk about um, is this new feature that Instagram has with the schools, with the colleges yes. that you can now add to your profile. And that is very reminiscent of like early groups and Facebook to me. Um, Oh, All the networks. Wonder, Your college yeah.
2: network on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So I almost wonder if they're testing... And you know, they've tested like group DM functionality. They've tested like group video chat on Instagram. So I wonder if they're trying to figure out ways when they where they can kind of bring this group functionality to Instagram, which I would be really interested
2: in um,
0: yeah. from a marketing perspective.
2: I think. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about... Uh, you, just Instagram doesn't make make itself to to me at least. It doesn't lend itself to thinking about it in terms of groups. So mm-hmm. I wasn't even going there. I'm glad you were because now I'm thinking about it. So, <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you have any reservations with the founders leaving? Is there if you're like for me? I think okay, they've provided this buffer between. Mm-hmm. They've been almost like advocates for the users on Instagram to keep it its own thing. Yeah. Uh, do you have any concerns? personally about how this is going to impact Instagram?
0: Um, I I do have a few concerns. I think the the biggest one would be the influx of more paid traffic on the platform and what that looks like Mm -hmm. from the user experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're seeing that ads and stories perform better than any other ad on Instagram. So uh, they have this fine line to walk of like not making it you know, which Snapchat kind of got there eventually. It was like story, ad, story, ad, story, ad. I think we'll have to figure that frequency out. Um, I'm interested to see how their kind of algorithms influence the Instagram algorithm in terms of the news feed and if they try and make that more popular. But I think Instagram is just, I think stories are like the thing and they're here to stay. And I don't think they can really go against that too much. Um, and then the last thing is just, I, you know, I think sometimes Facebook is a little prone to just kind of throwing everything against the wall to see what sticks. And yeah. Instagram's not really a place where you can do that because it's so simple. And, you know, I think the introduction of IGTV and its subsequent kind of, you know, sad trombone noise um, <laughs> is like pretty indicative of how you can't just throw an idea at Instagram and that people are going to latch onto it. Like Instagram users are very habitual on how they use the app. So they're just going to have to be really careful about what they introduce next.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah,
2: man. And they've been, and, and again, they've been introducing so much. I mean, all this year, even since January, I don't know, it was like a month ago, six weeks ago. I mean, we literally in like 30 seconds listed off, boom, 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 boom. And like, So much stuff. And that, that for me is where my head's at is like, how much of that stuff was the founders working on it versus Facebook trying to push them to do it? And where was that, you know, that symbiosis between the two? And are we going to see less innovation now? Or are we going to see more? And is it going to be the right kind? I don't know. I wonder
0: that too. I really wonder that too. You know, IGTV is such an interesting case study of like a feature or platform being introduced. And, you know, I think uh, Kevin Sistrom said that they came up with that idea like Q4 of last year and then they executed it within the first two quarters of this year to roll it out. And I wonder how much of that was an Instagram idea. I wonder how much of that was the Facebook idea. I think IGTV, and I know it's not really a topic of conversation, but I think it was a really big miscalculation of user habits on Instagram. And I just wonder how many things like that could happen in the future because there aren't those people who are saying this is what
2: this platform
0: does and why it was created.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very
1: interesting. true to itself. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about then some of these innovations that they're still doing even despite this news so and you mentioned it like the one they've got these scannable name tags and then the school yeah. networks that you brought up which again it, since you said that i'm like oh that is like those networks that facebook right. started off yeah, with so. it's like very
0: early groups yeah the school network thing is cool and i think it's just i mean they realize that gen z is i i like, y'all, I don't think Gen Z is going to be on Facebook. Because, I mean, they're already really not there. They're on Instagram. (laughs) Um, So that, yeah, that school network thing is neat. I think it'll be really interesting to see how they can leverage that if it does well in that instance, leverage it for companies, for brands, things like that. It could be really cool.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, and and effectively, like, if if we can explain to people, like, how this works, um, I mean, it's a way for you to basically show you know, that you're a student somewhere or that you're even a recent grad. What I'm curious about is, you know, alumni really, you know, being Mm -hmm. that far removed from college now, like 20 years or something. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) I try not to think about that, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, how, how does this play out? How does this work essentially in this? I mean, this is official. They, they'd said they were testing it for a while and now they're basically saying, Nope, we're doing it. We're going to do it. I mean, yeah, or at least I they're think, testing it with these universities. Yeah. I
0: think the one thing I was reading, and I, it'll be interesting to see, is it's all kind of like self-selected. So they're pulling your information from your Facebook profile and letting you make these distinctions. So there's no you know, .edu address required or anything, email address required or anything like that. So, And then I think they said there'll be some reporting functionality if there are people misusing that feature. But I don't know. I think it, I, it reminds me of like, you know, I started college the year that Facebook came out. And I mean, we were all on Facebook, like checking, meeting people, connecting with people. And it could be since folks are on Instagram now for Gen Z in particular, like that's the place where they can easily connect with one another. I think it could be pretty neat. Yeah.
2: Uh, So the scannable name tags, this is interesting because we've seen, I mean, essentially it's, it's almost like it's a QR code in disguise, right? Mm -hmm. That takes you right to the profile of the Instagram user. So what do you think about this? Is, I mean, is this too little, too late, or is this something that excites you?
0: I think it'll be. I think it will be really helpful for like brick and mortar local businesses. I think it could be really helpful for that. I think in-person networking it could be great for that. You know, Instagram's always been plagued by this issue of traffic driving. It's kind of difficult to drive traffic to Instagram, and it's difficult to get traffic off of Instagram. And I think the scannable name tag is a really easy way for people to find other brands on Instagram. So, I mean, businesses or brands or even TV shows or movies, like slapping that that uh, name tag up on a billboard or a poster could be a neat thing to do. Um, I like that they've made it really easy to scan them. You can scan them within your little you know hamburger menu. You can scan them. There's a new scanner icon on the Discover tab. And you can even just use your Instagram Stories camera and hold it up to a name tag, just long hold on the name tag, and it will find the person. So I like that they made that really easy. It's a little Snapchatty y in that it is not as intuitive. <laughs> so that will be interesting <laughs> to see how that plays out. I don't know. I think it's a neat thing, but I, I don't think it's a game changer for Instagram.
2: I thought it was pretty cool that you could, uh, you know, tweak it out a little bit with your own personal yeah. flair with emojis or your selfie with like emoji glasses or, or whatever. I thought, uh, you know what, maybe, yeah, I mean, I could see people at Social Media Marketing World going around with this like tucked oh, yeah. into you know, their name badge and either flip it around or pull it out real quick and be like, here, follow me on Instagram and boom, you yeah. know, like it's that easy. Okay. Like
0: one of my followers said, I wonder how many millennials are ordering brand new square Moo business cards today with this on it. And she said, guilty as charged. I'm ordering some right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is an easy thing if you're networking, you're in person, just, I mean, name yeah. on there, the back have your, um, your Instagram name tag and just pass those suckers out. Like that would be an easy mm-hmm. way to grow your following. Yeah,
2: it's, it's pretty That's, easy. Yeah. So, uh, we've also got a couple other pieces here. Uh, so Instagram is enabling gifts in direct messages. So, uh, this isn't really a huge deal, but at the same time, like gifts are all the rage, right? So (laughs) It's my, I mean, favorite way
0: to, it's my favorite way to communicate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in essence, direct messages is already like a chat. So, why not be able to just like on iMessage or on Facebook Messenger, where I already can reply with a GIF like, you're awesome, and have it be, you know, somebody doing like a dance or whatever. I don't know. Why not be able to do it in Instagram? I mean, the, the ability for them to continue to add these tiny little creative flourishes still is kind of amazing to me. So yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and I'm
3: glad that we're calling them gifts, just to reply. See, to I she don't want to say it because
0: I pronounce it the other way, and I don't want to be. I don't want to be chased off. It's pitchfork. Okay. You know. Yeah. You know
3: what the determinant was is it's giffy, not jiffy. So
2: um, gifts. We're not going to go into this debate right now. <laughs> Seriously. Come on. That's not what the show is for. We'll handle I this mean, in we person could. in March. Yes, right. will, yes exactly. <laughs> Revisit so, it. <laughs> this, 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 this one, this next one. Okay, so this next one, the hashtag list post or the hashtag free wow. post. We got to explain what this is. I and mean, we. Uh, by the way, we got to explain that one, this is unconfirmed. It's just been kind of seen in the wild. It may just be a test or it is just a test. And essentially, they're testing the ability to add hashtags to a post without including them in the caption. So in other words, it's almost like hidden metadata about the image that you're posting, which is interesting and yet not. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of torn. I'm like, I actually kind of like seeing the hashtags sometimes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, sometimes it's like, oh, that is just like a big old block of hashtags. You're just trying to game the system. What are you thinking? So I don't know. What, what do you like, think? What do you think?
3: I was under the understanding that, that instead of you needing to add all the hashtags to the to the comment section, I mean, sorry, to the comment section, it was going to create a block of just hashtags underneath the the post. So you're still going to be able to see all of the hashtags and click on them yeah. to search or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was my so, understanding. I could be wrong.
2: Yeah. So, well, and that's the thing is like the screenshots kind of show that. So, yeah, you're you're probably right. It's actually, uh, you know, a block, but it's se- but again, it's separate from the caption. In other words, so sometimes right. what I'm saying is is like some people will, and you've seen this, Tyler, and i I'm, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Some some people actually like post a post a photo mm-hmm. as a post, and then they'll almost do like a blog post, a mini blog post in their yeah. caption. I actually kind of like that sometimes. Um, other times I'm like, oh, this is like, you've now taken up four posts. Uh, yeah. since <laughs> but anyways, um, that's
0: the goal. That's the reason. That's why we always post um, yeah. tall photos as opposed to any other format of photos on Instagram too.
2: There you go. Posts. Free tip right there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I, I think anything they can do to neaten up, I guess, or refine the yeah. way hashtags are appearing. And I think that's what yeah. they're trying to do here, right?
0: I think so. I think it's also because, uh, you know, Instagram, with the introduction of stories, and I always go back to this point anytime I talk about Instagram, it has drastically changed user habits. And users aren't mindlessly scrolling through the feed anymore. They're not mindlessly scrolling through the Discover tab as much as they did. And I don't think they're mindlessly looking through hashtags like they did before. Like, they're. The place where that mindless activity on Instagram is going is into stories now. So I think Instagram is looking for ways to clean up the post and make hashtags maybe more effective. Like what I teach my students and from the marketing perspective is hashtags are one of the best places for you to go to find new followers. But using hashtags, just posting a picture and putting some hashtags on it is not going to grow your following anymore because the way that people use Instagram has changed. So... I don't think it really changes either way. I, I like that, you know, there were some rumors for a while that Instagram was just going to do away with hashtags. Uh-huh. Um, I'm glad that that's not happening. I think it's a great way to categorize content and to find other people on the platform. But I don't see it as necessarily a huge change either way. Like, if you know how to use hashtags to grow your following, then that's all you really need to know. It doesn't really matter otherwise.
2: Okay yeah that's a good idea uh, i yeah I, I I try not to think about it too hard i even I've even recently will just post something and not even hashtag it yeah because it's like try it, it comes off as like I'm trying too hard like it's just a picture of a coffee yeah. or something yeah. you know, it's like I don't need to put hashtag coffee shop hashtag and I could go on but I'm not gonna so you get what I'm saying anyways yeah. Uh, I use
3: hashtags one. for I use hashtags just for like making a statement. Most of my hashtags are really, are really dumb and you, you know, they're just I totally make them up. It's just for fun. <laughs> That's the way I like to use hashtags. Yeah, I love that.
2: Nobody's <laughs> out there searching for that made up hashtag you just did. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, this last piece. So Instagram is also experimenting with audio messaging, and this was uh, shared by Matt Navarra and it's not confirmed by instagram but this is interesting i mean again we already can do video right we can already do video inside of direct messages so audio makes sense why not mm-hmm. i don't know i don't this isn't like oh my gosh they've just they've they've changed the game again with audio messaging
0: <laughs> but i love it though i love it i think like if they introduce that broadly i would i know personally i would use it all the time <laughs> instead of video?
3: You'd instead of have- video
0: really? yeah just yeah just because the video is 15 second chunks so mm-hmm. if i could yes. and i would assume the audio would be longer you know like what a facebook audio and messenger is what a minute or maybe 90 seconds yeah yeah that. so just yeah. having that more time with you would be really incredible. I think that, again, they're really pointing to the fact that what I think what Instagram is seeing is that with the advent of stories, now so much traffic is being driven to the DM. I mean, the latest numbers from them say that one in three stories leads to a direct message. So, so much is happening in the DMs right now that they want to give us all the tools that we can. So we have video chat, we have group video chat, we have individual single video if we have if we had audio in there we now have the instant replies where you can do the you know you can write out and kind of create the easy to access uh, messages um i think they're just giving us all these ways to use the dms more effectively effectively which i love so much yeah
3: was audio be only for dms or would it be audio posts
0: i think in that tweet it's just in the dm yeah, okay. it's just gotcha. like a little microphone button added onto now all the other options you have in your DMs because now you have like the <laughs> button, you have the uh, the instant reply button, you have the video button, and it's like a little microphone.
2: So, well, I okay, that think about that yeah. yeah, think yeah. about think about it this way, Kim. I mean, are you going to reply to somebody with a video if you can do an audio and you don't have to make sure that like you've got a great background and like you look, you know, you know all that? You don't have to. You don't have to look good. You just have to sound good enough, you know, and, yeah. and you still maintain that like audio intimacy because mm-hmm. it's not just text. It's like, hey, they can hear your voice, you know, the power of voice or whatever you want to call it. So, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I would use it on DMs because I'm too lazy to type. I would, I would actually, I'd actually, reply to people. I'd be a lot more engaging if I did have an audio option, come to think of it, because it's so fast and simple.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So, well, Tyler, it's been great having you. We got to have you back. Thanks for having Um, me. Definitely definitely before next time uh, at Social Media Marketing World. So, but in the meantime, we'd love to make sure people know how to find you and follow you, not just on Instagram, but anywhere you want to send them. So uh, where can people find you online? So... Obviously, I'm on Instagram at Tyler J.
0: McCall. I'd love for you to follow along there. Uh, send me a DM if you have questions about what we talked about today. And then tylerjmcall.com will get you over to my website where I have some free Instagram resources, some roadmaps, masterclasses, all that good stuff. So check it out.
2: Awesome, yeah. Tyler, thank you so much thank for being you. here. Yeah. Glad yeah, to have for you. having man. me. Yeah, it was yeah. so fun. All right. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Always good to have a new guest. I love mm-hmm. it. So, and again, we, we talk up social media marketing world a lot, but it's because one, we're not just paid to, we actually really like going and we like seeing all of you and we like seeing our speakers and we like learning from our speakers. But Kim, when was the last time you were able to go to like half the sessions at a social media marketing world event? Because we're so busy there, but also-
3: My average number of sessions that I watch in person is two. So I rely on the virtual ticket so much. We have a big sale that ends today on the virtual ticket. Um, it's not usually discounted very much, so this is a really big deal. It's something like 57% off. And we have Kathy. Yay! Yeah, oh, so um, check out the virtual ticket. Kathy, it's super nice to have you here. i been really looking forward to this, and we can't wait to hear everything you have to tell us about uh, Connect 5. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So, um, what do you think was the most like riveting thing that came out of Connect Five. Uh, definitely the announcement of the new headset that they were announcing, Oculus
1: Quest. Um, because it's for those of you guys that you know might know or not know, this is this. For example, this is the Oculus Go. This is, I think, Mike has one of these actually. Um, right, we so both it, do. Yeah, it's an Oculus Go. It's like one ninety nine. Um, but it's really one of those headsets that you put on and you sit down and have a seated experience. They announced the Oculus Quest, which is, um, walk around VR or free roam VR, where you actually put on the headset and you're able to walk around. But the cool part also is that you're able to walk around, but you're not tied to a computer. So for example, the Oculus Go is not tethered to a VR ready PC, but for you to have the ultimate VR experience up until now, you had to be, your headset had to be connected to a VR ready PC. And the quest is going to allow that freedom for people to like move around in games and 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 just have a, a have the true virtual reality experience, the immersiveness the immersiveness and the presence. So uh, that was kind of like really the huge announcement that they made on stage. Um, I was actually lucky enough to be front row um, and see Mark Zuckerberg oh, wow. announce
3: that. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was pretty exciting. That <laughs> wow. is, that is very exciting. And forgive so, me, Kathy, I didn't even introduce you properly. Eric, do you want to introduce Kathy properly? I was so excited to have you on <laughs> right here. I just like jumped right into it. I'm so sorry. No. Well, cool.
1: And I just, jumped, I just, I jumped right into it too. I was like, let's talk VR. Yay. <laughs>
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, Kathy is the lead futurist at You Are Here Immersive Labs. That's a really cool name. Um, She is an Emmy-nominated broadcaster turned social media marketer, and is nationally recognized as live video and VR, AR, influencer and speaker. She's been a journalist for CNN and ABC News. She went on to explore all things VR and AR. Her book, Marketing New Realities, An Introduction to VR and AR Marketing, Branding and Communications, is a modern standard for tomorrow's marketers. And she has been a speaker at Social Media Marketing World 2017 and 2018. So retroactively, welcome to the show, Kathy.
3: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And I put on my glasses. I need to look smarter. So Oh, nice. (laughs) Stunningly smart. There you go. There you go. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so that, so that was your favorite thing, or that was your, like, you know, the most impactful thing. But we should probably dig into some of this other stuff. And, and Kim, Kim yeah. here of the two of, of the three of us, uh, all three of us, I'm like the non VR or the, 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 I'm one, one, I'm the one who like can't afford to say to my wife, Hey, I'm going to buy a whole bunch of VR gear. And, and she'd be like, Good, because you'd spend all your time on that. And then that would be bad. But. So I'm glad I kind of have that barrier. But I'm also the one who's like, really, are we still talking VR? Where, in fact, now is the time it's actually getting to be real. Like up till this point, it's all been like Lawnmower Man and, you know, Tron and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, you know, I have yeah. all those references. So I got to ask, like, of all this new wave of stuff, like, what do you think is going to convince the people who are on the fence to really start mm-hmm. to get intro- into this, into AR and VR?
1: So definitely. And and I think it's actually two separate conversations. And so I've been in the space about three years. So I think virtual reality is a separate conversation from augmented reality. Like AR is taking off. Like you guys were talking about Instagram a couple minutes ago. Huge component. I can, you know, there's new stuff coming up with Instagram and AR and how they're going to, you know, sell stuff on Instagram. But we can talk about that later. Um, With virtual reality, it's really now that we're getting... The, you know, the, you know, standalone virtual reality headsets that are not tethered to a computer, the price, I mean, at $390, the, the Oculus Quest is 399 That's really good compared to an Oculus Rift, which is their normal, you know, high-end h- headset, which is like $400, but you had to buy a virtual reality, VR-ready PC. That's about $1,000. So that's a lot of money right there. Yeah. Yeah. But for three ninety nine, I think that's that's kind of, for us in the industry, it's been what we've been waiting for in some way to get more people into VR. And then the other thing I think is going to be very important is the content. The content that they're going to push this headset. You're wearing a Star Wars shirt. Yes. I'm sure you saw the commercials for Vader Immortal, my friend uh, see? Alves, They're thinking, starting to hook Dickie me. Alves, yes. yeah. <laughs> if you could have that exclusive experience, they like can only get in virtual reality. With IP that you're already excited about, you'd probably go and buy that headset for $399. So um, I think the content is, you know, the hardware is getting there. This is a fantastic piece of hardware, but the content and the fact that you're going to be able to have these, you know, these amazing IP and also do multiplayer, that's exciting.
3: So, you know, I love my Oculus Go, but I don't use it so much for. Consuming content, I use it for social. I go into mm-hmm. like V time and uh, I will meet with friends, or I have a, a guy that I Work on with movies, and a guy, okay, uh, someone that I work <laughs> on with movies, and we we get in there in VR, and because he's all the way in Canada, and we get in there, and it's like being in the same room. You it, the the flow of ideas is just much easier, even more so than being on something like Skype. And yes, they're avatars, but you can customize them so much now. Well, at least in V time, you can customize them. I'm not super impressed with Oculus avatars, though. I'm, yeah. I think you're going to announce that they're being improved, I hope. Yeah, they're
1: getting better. They're going to get better, um, you know, because of, the, because of the fact that Facebook Spaces, so Facebook has within their, in, within their company, uh, part of it is called Facebook Spaces, which is dedicated to social VR specifically related to Facebook. So right. um, during Oculus Connect, I got invited by the Facebook Spaces team. They, you know, they invited a whole bunch of people that are in the social VR space um and we talked uh basically with the quest hopefully and this is my hope is that they're going to be able you're going to be able to do facebook spaces with the quest you can't do facebook spaces with the oculus go you can do facebook spaces on the rift and the vive which are the higher end headsets but with the quest if they do incorporate facebook spaces into it you're going to start to see a lot more people going into social vr because it is fun. It is exciting. You can customize your avatar to look like you. Uh, you can show emotion. Um, it's it's a really fun collaborative experience. So just like you're saying, Kim, when you're doing social VR, it actually is a lot of fun. I haven't met anyone that said I didn't have fun in social VR. Well, so it's I like hope you're really I'm there. there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it's, you it's,
3: are. <laughs> yeah, well, you you learning. are really there, and I think that there's such potential for. Um, you know, conferencing and everyone you know, wants the whole holographic conferencing where you see the first, you know, and that's all great and all, but with, with VR, the capability to do it now is pretty much here or very close to being here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well I keynoted the first
1: virtual reality conference in virtual reality. Like that's already happening. That took
2: me a second to follow, but yes, I get
3: it. Oh gosh.
1: It was fantastic no, I, though. It was a totally different experience. Like I had to figure out like how to work my slides and do all that stuff in virtual yeah, reality. That's right.
3: next level, y'all. Wow. So And that's <laughs> yeah. where we're headed.
2: Almost like a substitute yeah. for say a Facebook group would be a virtual meeting room like this, right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's so much a richer of experience, I believe. Yeah.
1: And and you're definitely gonna be seeing, you know, Facebook pushing this you know, in different angles within, you know, within Facebook, you know, Oculus, obviously uh, there's just a lot that's going to happen that you're going to see in that space. I hope that we can, you know, um, get some, you know, some folks to like demo it possibly, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully bringing my PC and everything to do some demos of um, your Facebook spaces or whatever for social media marketing world. I think it'd be fun for folks to kind of play around yeah. with it. Yeah. I'm well, I heard it. with
3: the, I heard with the quest that you're going to be able to like screencast what you see in your VR experience so you can yeah. screencast it onto a monitor I would assume mm-hmm. which would be yeah, which, amazing yeah which is amazing because it makes it more of a social shared experience
1: exactly. um, where it's not just you like no one can see what you're seeing so it's like how mm-hmm. is that fun but if you're actually seeing oh my gosh he's, Vader's coming or you're fighting this or you know there's a game called Beat Saver which is like lightsabers meets dance dance revolution <laughs> and and it's, it's like if you ask anyone in virtual reality that is their top game it is fantastic and you're kind of like doing all these lightsabers with music and it's so fun and when you're actually able to kind of see what people are doing it, it's fun you get to experience it but if you're not able to see it you know it's like eh, how am i participating in this so it looks like um, they're
2: doing violent yoga or something
1: yeah, really, it's, it's like, like this weird motion. Um, yeah. but it's it's exciting. I mean, it's about it's really about shared experiences. Um, obviously, you guys you guys talk a lot about groups and community. This is going to have a huge impact on that as well. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, conferencing meetings, uh, even. E-commerce, we call it V-commerce, even though some people call it voice commerce, like in the the voice space. So I'm not even sure what to call it, but the future of e-commerce also has to do with VR and AR. So for Mm -hmm. example, if you get volumetrically scanned and you're able to go into, put on your headset, go into Macy's and you have your volumetric scan of yourself, you're able to put on different clothes and actually walk around your volumetric scan and see how that looks on you. So- wow. You know, that's oh powerful. That's very powerful.
2: That feels like Ready Player One right there.
1: Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> kind of is. I tell folks the feature's already here. Like it's yeah, it, a lot of stuff has already been worked on.
3: <laughs> so um, so what, do you, what do you know about the YouTube VR app? How is that going to be different than just watching YouTube? Well, I think it's because YouTube
1: has invested so much money in 360 content, um, you know, so they've got lots. I think it's 800,000 pieces of content mm-hmm. of 360 and VR. It's not just only 360. Uh, and it used to only be available on the Daydream platform, which was owned by Google. Uh, but now coming to Oculus and Oculus Go specifically, that's going to open up a whole other group of people that are going to be able to experience it. And it's 360 video, but also 180, which, uh, which YouTube has been pushing. So instead of the whole 360, there's also a format called 180 uh, that people can watch content. So yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting that there's gonna be access to much more content uh, in that
3: sense. I think probably the most, I mean, I have a billion questions for you, but probably the most um, interesting to me as a marketer is, where do you see VR intersecting with marketing in the near future? Like, how is it going to be Um, of interest to us marketers now? Okay.
1: And that's a really valid question. I think VR, when it comes
3: to entertainment, when it comes to
1: social experiences, is going to be incredibly important. The technology that I see really impacting marketing a lot more is augmented reality. Mm -hmm. By far. Augmented reality is really where it's going to be for a lot of marketers, and I mean, I already work in that. I already work with companies doing marketing campaigns in augmented reality, enterprise companies doing training on augmented reality. I feel like that's that's kind of where the big chunk of the money is going to be. There's going to be money here in the VR space, but it's going to be mostly gaming, entertainment. You know, yes, there are you know there are different useful applications, but. Augmented reality is really where I think marketers need to be paying more their, their, their attention to.
2: Well, and let's clarify what the oh, yeah. what VR and AR stand for and why they're different. Because a lot of people hear these tossed around and they're like, "It's just all computers in the ether." To me, so
1: right. yeah. So virtual reality, you usually put on a headset that kind of blocks you from the real world. Real world. So I always say virtual reality creates a new world or puts you into a new world. It's a complete a immersion,
2: system. then. Right. Complete
1: immersion, completely. Okay. And, and and once you start walking around, that's even more immersion. Okay. So that's great. Augmented reality really adds a level to your world or a digital element. So right now, most people have augmented reality on their cell phones. If they play Pokemon Go, if they use Snapchat, Instagram, any of those lenses, that's all some level of augmented reality. Um, so they're already using it without even knowing it in some ways. Yeah. So that's augmented reality. And what's happening in, is that this is kind of where it's going, you know, five, 10 years, maybe a little less. Uh, we're going to move away from our handsets where we spend all so much time to our headsets, which are going to be glasses, you know, what I call the Ray-Ban moment where we're actually able to wear these amazing glasses. And, but that's further down in the future.
3: And then uh, contact lenses. Yeah, <laughs> and then contact lenses. <laughs> glance, but people and then, get freaked out about that. And so. everything <laughs>
2: else that you see on the TV show, Black Mirror.
3: So
1: yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a white mirror kind of girl. So okay. right.
2: there you go. Yeah. Well awesome. the, well the reason it's black is because again the screen itself is dark and so it's like, hey, you can actually I can actually turn this and you guys can see yourself. See. There you go.
1: reality See
2: actually it was like a black mirror. So um point b and that's why they named it the show, by the way, and people didn't know mm-hmm. that it's because it's
3: I didn't it, know that. the phone screen that. is that's- like
2: a black mirror. Sure.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: You can I you don't turn it on. It yeah. like a black
2: mirror. So, you learned something today. Um yeah. uh, anyway, I'm, uh we're getting off track here. Uh of the other <laughs> announcements though that came out, I want to ask mm-hmm. you guys both like what most excited you other than like the first thing you said, the favorite thing.
3: Mhm. Well' what go, ahead. go ahead Well, I was gonna go say the first thing that excited me the most was that they were gonna they were upgrading the avatars the oculus avatars because first of all, they need to get rid of the coverings on your eyes so you don't have to have something on your eyes so that you can see eye movement. that's important and they need more hairstyles and they just they just it needs to be less because other apps have better avatars like I play a poker yeah. game uh VR poker. Yeah and the avatars are really lifelike. And then mm-hmm. V-Time, which I love in that. I mean, gosh, I have a virtual dressing room. I can change my outfit. Like, I have better wardrobe That's in that well, than, than I do in real life. Yeah. So, I mean, that, for me, I was excited to hear that they were upgrading the avatars. Yeah.
1: Um, I would say there were a few things. So, John Carmack, who's their you know, like it's he's an idol really in, in, in the virtual reality space. Um, and he he's kind of like heading a lot of this work at Oculus. He talked about how they view the headsets. So for example, they he said that they view the Oculus Go as 80% media, 20% gaming, while mm-hmm. the Oculus Quest, they're viewing it as 80% gaming, 20% media. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think that that is necessarily what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a mix. Um, So it's interesting to hear them say that. My biggest thing was when they, when Mark Zuckerberg, he he said this at F8, F8, and he said it again at Oculus Connect, we want to get 1 billion people into virtual reality. Okay. And I said, they're not going to get there if they don't market to women and to moms. And I think that that is incredible. You know, in in marketing, we know this, right? We know this. If you're not, you know, if you're not marketing women and moms, you're losing a huge sector there. So to get to 1 billion people in VR, you, you know, you need to make sure that the content is not just first person shooters and content for, you know, and that's fine. If you want to play that game, that's fine. But not only that. Um, So, so I think that that was one of my biggest takeaways is how they're thinking about it. in in how I think they need to change some of the way they're thinking about it.
3: I so. agree, 100 percent. That yeah. especially like in the VR poker app, if, if there's so many women playing poker, yet they have maybe three choices for um, for creating your avatar for women and about fifteen for men. And it's like, wow, mm-hmm. dude, you can totally see who's cre- who's doing the engineering here in this context. Yeah, and um, but I agree. Thousand percent about the, the female, yeah, female first perspective. How's Yeah, yeah. Or, or just to kind of cater
1: to that audience as well. And then the other big thing, and you're going to see them getting more into this, is what's called location based entertainment. So, Dave and Busters, for example, is using virtual reality. They have a Jurassic Park experience. Um, people are going to something called The Void, which is multiplayer virtual reality experiences. Uh, Facebook, Oculus are getting into this as well. And they had this huge arena where you could play games that are multiplayer. You're playing at the same time. You're wearing a headset, but you're literally—if there's a Star Wars one, you would love it. <laughs> um, you're actually in, a, in this experience, um, and it's multiplayer. And you're walking around. Uh, you know, sometimes you're shooting stuff, but but it's just super fun, and it's a reason for people to go somewhere to get that type of entertainment that they can't get anywhere else. So you know, there's a whole huge conversation about. How location-based entertainment is also saving the malls that are, you know, dying or, you know, they're, they're, they're taking up all these other spaces. Yeah. So that is, a, that is a marketing opportunity as well for people, you know.
3: Well, I agree with you about augmented reality. And because when I think of other than, you know, product placement in VR, I it's hard for me to imagine a lot of other marketing opportunities, but augmented reality... For sure. Because, I mean, with your glasses, you can walk into a store and and automatically see, okay, this is what their specials are or this, I mean, just a billion different things. And Google's starting to go there already and and Mm -hmm. do stuff. And the whole whole thing is just mind boggling and amazing Mm -hmm. to me. Well, you guys were talking
1: about Instagram and the hashtags kind of going into the picture. Visual search. I mean, a big part of AI and AR is visual search. So those tagging those images in that way with that metadata, that's huge for visual search. That's, true. that's where a lot that's of true. where a lot of this is going.
2: Yeah, marketers so, need to um, really start wrapping their heads around that in terms of yeah. you know, adding that right metadata and I mean it's 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 almost like an SEO thing too. So yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: the it's, changing. See how it's changing. Yeah. Content is changing. This is all kind of going to impact absolutely everyone that is in this profession. So it's it's kind of really important to start thinking about it. Um, and and just if you look at kind of what they're thinking of and what they're seeing, in their roadmap. Um, for example, I went into the B- Victoria Beckham chatbot on Messenger, and uh, I started chatting with it. And, uh Victoria, you know the, the chatbot's like, "Hey, try on these glasses, these sunglasses." So in augmented reality, I try on these glasses and I try the two different types, and I take a picture. And then from immediately after I see myself, and I'm like, "I like them." You can pre-order or buy. And it's been proven multiple times through their campaigns. For example, with Nike, these things hell out. Like if you're able to visualize this element on yourself or in your house, you are more probably you're more probably going to buy it. Then if you're, you know, if you're just seeing a flat image where you're like, I don't know,
3: that's huge, huge for
1: marketers.
3: Well, and Sephora in the lipstick. And I mean, there's so many cool things that are starting to happen in the space. And if you think about the, Oh, go ahead. (laughs) No, go ahead. No. And, and for example, chatbots, I mean, I know that
1: in our, in our profession, social media, a lot of people are really obsessed with them. The next iteration is, you know, those augmented reality, um, uh, you know, chatbots and those virtual, what are called virtual humans serving as concierge, um, you know, for a hotel or something on, on, uh, on messenger or, you know, eventual Instagram. So, so yeah, it's what, what, come, what, come, what's coming is pretty crazy, but pretty exciting.
2: Yeah. Lots. I mean, there's going to be a lot. I mean, between now and social media marketing world. I mean, I, I really. Yeah. yeah. Bring your stuff because I would love to. I would love to play with it. <laughs> I keep yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, I'll i show yeah. you something really cool. I'm going to bring because this, this is uh, next level. Let me get it. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, but this yeah, is no. the Magic Leap one. This is kind of the beginning of those glasses.
2: Oh, oh yeah.
1: Wow.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. so less. Obtrusive than like almost covering your whole face with a mask, right? Like,
1: and, and their glasses—they're really like they're literally like dark sunglasses. Yeah, like I can see you guys perfectly. And if I were to power the on, which I'm not going to take, it's going to take a while. I'm going to have a menu here and I'm actually able to go to Facebook. Well, not right now, but, um, you know, I'm able to buy stuff or I can play Angry Birds right here. Um, so it's, 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 it's pretty crazy the way content, and I always say this, content is expanding beyond flat to flat content to content that is 3D, 360 holographic. And, you know, our world is, well, most people think the world is round and the world is 360. Uh, you know, our content eventually is going to be 360, not flat. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that stuff. That's what marketers they don't need to necessarily be making work for this right now, making campaigns. But that's what they need to start seeing. You know, everyone at Facebook, all these social media companies, all these tech companies. You look at their roadmap: five, yep. ten years, AI, yep. VR, AR. Blockchain, yeah. but you know, but, you know as well. But, but definitely, you know, it's important to kind of wrap your head around what's happening.
2: Yeah, I mean, Kathy, uh, uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving us a peek into, you know, the future, but also the immediate future with this mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, I'd love. To- for people that are even wanting to dig down into this a little bit more to be able to know where to find you. So uh, can you tell us where people should connect with you on this?
1: Yes, go, uh, you know, you can connect with me at kathyhackle.com or on LinkedIn, kathyhackle as well. And, you know, my book, Marketing New Realities, also is a, a great primer for folks to start. And yeah, just look for me, ask questions. If people have questions, seriously, feel free to reach out to me. I know there's a lot of questions that come up with these technologies.
2: Awesome. Kathy, thank you so much for being here.
1: Ah, thank you.
2: There you go. (laughs) Did you do that while we were on the show? (laughs) No. (laughs) You shouldn't admit that even if you did, but anyways. (laughs) Kathy, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time. We'll have you back soon. Thanks. All right. Great show. So, uh, I know that we've said a lot about AR and VR. Uh, There's also something called VT. It stands for virtual ticket. And the virtual ticket is how you go to social media marketing world 2019. If you already know, you can't join us in person. But that doesn't mean you have to miss out. It means you can still get all 17 tracks of content on Facebook ads and video creation and messenger bots and live video and Instagram like we were talking about earlier. And if you can't attend live, you can learn at your own pace and go through all the recordings for all the sessions, the workshops, the keynotes that have been presented at the conference. You don't have to miss out, but you might miss out if you don't go grab it soon. And... So go over to smmw19.com. And what i mean by missing out soon is prices go up all the time. So get it. If you already know you're you're not going to be able to go, why wait and pay more later? smmw19.com.
3: It's a smoking deal right now. It really is.
2: Go get it. That's our show. So if you want to dig deeper into anything we said and talked about this week, go over to socialmediaexaminer.com and on Saturday, every Saturday, the show notes for this episode are always going to be there. Um, I want to say special thanks to Jeff C for handling the simulcasts, Grace Duffy for being our amazing show producer, Kim for being the awesome sidekick of this episode. And, uh, You know, if you didn't know, we have an audio podcast of this. Some of you are listening to it right now and you're like, I am, I'm waving. You know, leave us a rating or or a review for that matter, if you're already listening. If you're not, go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and search for social media marketing talk show. If you're listening to this as a podcast but didn't know, we do the show live for you on Friday afternoons, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, join us live. Ask us your questions. Interact with us. We'd love to see you. And Next week, you can join us for next week's episode. You can get this on your show or your show. You get the show on your calendar. Duh. Go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. You can literally add this show calendar on your calendar, the event to your calendar. It'll be there. It's like booking an appointment with us every week, and we'd love for you to do that too. Uh, but anyway, next week, Friday, October 12th, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We will see you there. And have a great weekend. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with more news and more guests and more fun. See you then.
3: Bye, everyone. Thank you. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit
1: socialmediaexaminer.com.
2: Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter.
0: We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.